I knew you were unhappy because of the things you had told me too. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah, if you want to walk, walk, like, of course I'm going to have your back. I'm not going to tell you to stay at a job that's making you miserable. Why Mm -hmm. would I do that? Hey guys, if you've been listening to our episodes, then you've heard probably hundreds of times already that we are obsessed with CleanCraft and we have a special special discount code to give you guys. So when you go to cleancraft.com, punch in the word soul for 5% off and free shipping. And I don't know about you, Haley, but I know they make me feel damn good. Yes. And I do want to tell everybody that if you chug two of them really fast in a row, you'll feel great. (laughs) Jessica actually (laughs) wants you to report back on that. You guys, I do love clean craft though, because they're a non-alcoholic option and they're ready to drink in a can, which is so huge if you're looking for a beverage to bring with you to a party or something like that. So I cannot suggest this company enough. They have amazing flavors. They're perfect to mix up with mocktails or cocktails if you still drink alcohol. Um, So yeah, you guys, you have to try them out. Go try them out. Let us know what you guys think. Welcome to Social Soul Podcast. I'm Haley. And I'm Jess. And today we're doing an episode, probably going to cover a few different things, but it's mainly going to be, I want to say about us quitting our jobs, but I really don't really like that, like saying it like that. Mm -hmm. I think of it more as like the transition that we went through from getting out of a toxic high stress career Mm -hmm. and kind of like finally getting the balls to leave Mm -hmm. and then transitioning into what I like to say is like our true passions yeah no I totally feel like that's what it is I feel like for you your work situation was more like stressful and toxic because I know you quit your job because of your health whereas mine was just like toxic in the fact that I didn't want to be there and I wasn't happy there. So I think we've got two very different perspectives on this, but I do feel like it'll be beneficial for people who maybe feel the same way that we did. Oh, for sure. And I think it's funny that it is two different experiences, but it's kind of weird because we went through them almost like at the same time. For sure. Mm -hmm. And that what I, that's what I found like so weird. Mm Mm-hmm. And I feel like that happened like with a lot of things over the last few years. Oh, I totally agree. (laughs) And I do feel like the decision to like leave the job was like the catalyst for growth in a lot of areas in our life. Mm -hmm. And like you mentioned, just like finding our passions. So and I know that you and I both are or were, I should Mm -hmm. say, because I don't say that I am this anymore, but we were yes people. Oh, for sure. You know, (laughs) and like so that was leaving my job was one of like the biggest decisions I had to make in my life because Mm -hmm. I knew everybody else looking in wasn't going to understand it. Yeah. But it was me personally that like had to be like, no, this is the best decision Mm -hmm. for me. I'm sorry if you guys don't agree with it. Yeah. Well, you were essentially putting yourself first. So let's dive into that because how long ago was it that you left? Okay, so um, it was middle of 2019. And you were working like your dream job. Is that right? Middle of 2019? That would have been like a year and a half ago. Yeah. No, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. okay. 
time is a weird thing. I know. <laughs> I never know when and people I mean, ask me those questions. I'm like, it feels like it was like four years ago, but it was a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it was middle of 2019. Um, what happened was I got really sick. Uh, so I was working full time as a construction project manager for a commercial contractor. I absolutely loved my job. It was what I went to college for. Mm-hmm. It was with the company I had always dreamed to work for. Yeah. Like, I was in my dream career. For sure. And it was like everything I wanted. Um, but I got sick um, from a lot of different factors, you know, and an underlying issue that I didn't know was going on. And um, it just was, I wasn't able to keep up with it anymore. Like my, yeah. I was so sick that my, I was starting to have neurological issues that were making the job extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going through like mold toxicity from the house I was living in. But then at the same time, being a um, construction manager, I was also going into moldy environments okay. when we were doing like remodels. Yeah. I didn't buildings. even think yeah. about that. And so like I was getting like re-exposed to things that I was like supposed to be staying away from, mm-hmm. like far away from. Yeah. And so it was just a lot of different factors that were like making it impossible to work there. For sure. And I was finishing school too at the same time. Yeah. Which was you- obviously a whole nother stressor on top of it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it was middle of 2019 where I was finally like, okay, I need to tell my boss what's going on. Mm -hmm. And they kind of had an idea, obviously, because it was like clear that I wasn't okay. Yeah. You know, it was clear that I was struggling through Mm -hmm. every day. Um, And I finally was like, hey, you know, I'm dealing with a lot of health issues. I think I need to take like a month off or some time off, I think is what I said. Well, you... Because you originally asked if they just could help you cut back your hours so you yeah. have one day dedicated to your treatment. Yeah. I, did you do that before or after the month off? Um, I did that before. Okay. Yeah. So you're right. I did ask them if I could have one day a week off of work mm-hmm. so that I could go to my appointments and do like treatments and stuff. And they weren't willing to give that to me, which sucked. But it's like the position I was in. I understood why it yeah. was not ideal. Yeah. Um, I was hoping it wasn't going to be a forever thing, so I hoped that they would be okay with it, mm-hmm. um, but they weren't, and so I kept powering through a little bit and trying, hoping it would go away, and it didn't, and so then I sat them down, and I was like, I need some time off to focus on my health. Mm-hmm. They gave me a month paid sabbatical, which was awesome. I was going to take it unpaid, but <laughs> then when they offered that, I was yeah. like, hell yeah, of course, um, but so... They gave me a month and I was like, in my head, I knew I wasn't going to have shit figured out in a month. Like I had been dealing with this illness for a year at this point, you know, I'm like, if I haven't figured it out in a year, how am I going to get it figured out in this month? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I wanted to remain hopeful. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, yeah, like I'll do whatever I like. I have a month, right? Yeah. And I don't have to work. So I'll do everything and anything I can do in this month to try to get my health on track. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the month, unfortunately, I still was just as sick. Story of your life. Yeah. (laughs) And so I let them know, hey, like nothing's changed with my health. I still need to keep this my main focus. Because in my head, I'm like, if I don't have my health, I don't have a future. I'm not going to risk my health to just maintain my career because Mm -hmm. it's like, what is that going to do for me? Mm -hmm. Obviously, I'm not getting better. Yeah. You know, being in this position, like I knew something needed to change. Yeah. 
And um, so I told them I, I can't come back. I'm sorry. And so I... <laughs> It sucked. It was like the worst thing ever. Yeah. So at this point, were you already living with your parents? Yes. Okay. I was. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you had like quite a significant amount of medical debt still at this point too. Yeah. Yeah. So actually when I, I had started treatment while I was still working mm-hmm. that full-time job and all of my money was going towards treatment. Yeah. I remember I ended up in the ER one day. And I was in the ER for maybe three hours before they sent me home. $4,000 ER bill. Oh, my God. $4,000 bill. And I had no money to pay this $4,000 bill. And I remember I called the ER place um, to set up a payment plan. Mm -hmm. And I was like, is there any way that, like... I can do something about like not have to pay $4,000 for being in there for three fucking hours. Mm -hmm. The lady was super nice on the phone, but she was like, well, like, you know, let me ask you some questions and I'll let you know if they're like they could possibly help you because I know that there's like beneficiaries and stuff that like cover people's ER bills if they really, really need it. And I was like, I really fucking need it. (laughs) Um, But she asked me my salary and because I was still working full time and my job I had a great salary Mm -hmm. and so she was like yeah so with the salary that you're making like you could apply for this but it'll probably you probably won't get it Mm -hmm. and even if you do the process will probably take you like two years in which you could easily have this paid off by then well and you still have to make payments until it's like yeah done well, and what a pain in the ass for somebody who's chronically ill. Yeah. And that's the bullshit thing is it's like, okay, yeah, I make a good salary, but you don't see that I literally don't keep, get to keep any yeah. of this How money. about we look at like <laughs> what I'm spending my money on? Like, let's talk about those medical expenses. So maybe you can like help. Yeah, it was bullshit. And I tried to explain that to her, but of course, you know, she couldn't really do anything for me. So that was just kind of an eye opening experience where I'm like, wow, like here I am just suffering through mm-hmm. this putting all my money towards this mm-hmm. it was just bullshit but um totally lost where I was going with that story because <laughs> I got distracted by my ER thing <laughs> well yeah no we were just kind of talking about like medical debt oh yeah yeah okay so yeah my money was all going towards that and then I uh obviously when I left I wasn't making any money mm-hmm. um I was living with my parents thank god that they let me you know live yeah. there um, while everything was going on, but I basically just slept, I feel like for like three months straight. Yeah. I do feel like you did in yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Like it, I mean, it was amazing. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I love sleeping, <laughs> well, but <laughs> it's kind of funny to think about the fact that they gave you one month off and like you had been working for like a year battling this illness, mm-hmm. like working, going to school, not mm-hmm. even knowing what was going on with you. And then it's like you think about then when you finally get the break and it's like your body is like, we don't need just one month. Like we need to hibernate for three. Yeah, it was crazy. As soon as all of that responsibility was gone, it was like my body was just done for. It's just mm-hmm. like we're just going to sleep until this is fixed. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so I had about three months to where I just focused on my health, slept as much as I could, ate as good as I could, just really took care of my took care of myself. And um, then at that point forward, I was like, okay, need to start making money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> need to figure something fucking out. Yeah. Um, I knew I couldn't go back working full time. Yeah. Anywhere because I wasn't healthy enough. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to get back into the same position that I was in at the construction job. Like, if I wanted or if I 
wanted to be in that position, I would have kept that job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like, how do I still put my health first, but also get some in- income coming in? Mm-hmm. And that was like extremely difficult. But yeah. the weird thing was after going through like all of the health issues and that whole experience, um, my my like my heart just wasn't in construction anymore. Like I was yeah. literally zero interest in construction anymore, mm-hmm. which was so weird because I was interested in it since like I could ever remember, mm-hmm. you know, for sure. And, like I had worked so hard to get there. Yeah. Like all your money on the degree, yeah. all of the time on the degree, like it was your focus for so long. Yeah. So it was just yeah. kind of weird how something like can just shift. Totally. You know, and, and like the life circumstances like help you make that shift mm-hmm. for and sure. So I knew at that point I was like, OK, if I'm not interested in construction anymore, then obviously I'm interested in health and wellness mm-hmm. because that's literally been my life the last mm-hmm. year is all health and wellness. Yeah. And of course, like having been so lost and confused with my own health journey, Excuse me, I just burped. <laughs> <laughs> Having been so confused with that journey, um, I really like didn't want anybody else to ever feel that way mm-hmm. when they were getting diagnosed with a chronic illness. Mm-hmm. So a big part of me was like, I want to be able to give back to other people um, in the same way that other people helped me. Yeah, you know, a lot of people helped me figure out what was going on or what doctors to see or what things to do to help myself, and I really wanted to do that back. So. Um, that's why I was like, okay, I need to find, I need to kind of like get my foot in the door yeah, of health and wellness mm-hmm. and to kind of see where that can take me. Mm-hmm. And so I started working part-time at a naturopathic clinic yep. right by my house. That's still where I work. Mm-hmm. And I love it because it's like, I'm getting to learn the whole health and wellness industry and so many different aspects, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it's obviously still stressful at times and still hard because my health is still shitty. Yeah. But at least it's like in the industry that I'm passionate in, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't want the job that I'm in right now. I'm just doing like the front desk receptionist job and, um, I don't want that to be like my end goal. That's not my end goal. It's the in between. Yeah. But it's getting my foot in the door. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And so like the ultimate goal for me now is um, just to like hopefully become a health coach, hopefully. And I don't I don't know if the term will be health coach in Mm -hmm. the end. I don't really know what to call it. All I know is that I want to be able to be there for patients with Lyme disease. I want to be able to answer all of those questions that their doctors don't have time for Mm -hmm. because I know that's a thing. And I've seen it in my own journey and I've seen it at the clinic I work mm-hmm. at. And I want to be able to just continue to create and share resources for mm-hmm. these people. So um, I don't know in the end what that'll be, but hopefully I'll be starting my own business here soon. Yeah. And getting that up up and running. And I think the clinic that I work at right now is going to help me mm-hmm. a lot with that. So Well, and it, now you're around people who kind of understand what it is that you're going through. Yeah. Whereas when you were in the construction job, like, they didn't know. Yeah, that's like, so true. A lot of them probably just, like, thought you were faking it. That's so you know? true because, like, I think about um, in my office I worked at, there was four project managers and I was the only woman. Yeah. <laughs> and the three men, like, I mean, they never got sick. They never even knew what illness was. Yeah. Like, you know, they 
rarely even got a cold. Like, yeah. I don't know how, but they just never did. And so they didn't understand anything I was going through. Nobody at my work understood what I was mm-hmm. going through. And then now transferring to working in the medical field, it's like they understand I have a chronic illness. Yeah. Like they understand every day is different for me. Mm-hmm. And like I work with my doctor, which is mm-hmm. the coolest part. Like the doctor that actually treats me is also my coworker. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like it's so comforting yeah just a way different environment way different and I know that it's the environment that I needed and Mm -hmm. so I'm really really glad that I like chose to do that yeah and I think it'll be cool too like once you're you do really step into the role of like helping other people with Lyme disease or their chronic Mm -hmm. illness you'll be able to give people that support and the understanding that you were missing yeah so it's gonna it's gonna be good yeah I'm really excited but yeah wasn't easy of course but What do you feel like the hardest part was for you of like leaving the construction job? I think the hardest part was just, um, I think when, when you're going through a struggle in your life, you know, it's happening, but sometimes you have a hard time admitting that it's happening, Mm -hmm. um, in a hard time, like saying it out loud. Mm -hmm. And so like, I was kind of like silently dealing with it. For for a year while working there and not really sharing many details with them about it because I was just hoping it would go away. Mm -hmm. And so I think the hardest part was like actually sitting down and like saying out loud to them what was actually happening. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but knowing that even me saying it out loud, they weren't going to know what the fuck I was talking about. Yeah. (laughs) I remember you being really nervous to talk to them. Like I remember you were like today is the day like I think I'm gonna talk to them I think I'm gonna leave and I mean I commend you because I know how brave that was I know how scary it was especially when you're not financially secure mm-hmm. you have no clue what the fuck you're gonna do <laughs> no and clue. you just went to school and got multiple degrees <laughs> to do this job and then you're like oh wait I'm gonna like Never step mind. back <laughs> you know definitely I don't know. I mean, it's obviously like the brave thing to do, but Mm -hmm. I just could imagine like all of the doubt and fear that would come up with that. And I mean, like we grow up, I feel like our society tells us to just push ourselves as hard as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. And our society also tells us not to be vulnerable and like not to show our weaknesses. And like a lot of people see being sick as a huge weakness. And so like having to admit that and have that be the reason that I'm leaving, like it sucked because mm-hmm. it's like I know people were viewing me differently. People were thinking like, oh, this girl is not strong enough to get through whatever mm-hmm. the hell this sickness is. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, it just was like a big um, like confidence killer. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, like I had family members who were like, you can't leave this job. Like, yeah, you just went to college for this. This is your dream job. Like you have a great job. Mm-hmm. You can't just walk away. Yeah. And yeah, I fucking can. Yeah. Like, are I think, you kidding me? Why would I? And the part that was so frustrating is like, why would I walk away if I didn't have to? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You're like, you think I haven't thought about this like, before? Like, you think I want to walk away? You think I want to move back in with my parents and have zero money and sleep all day? That's not what I want my life to be. That's mm-hmm. literally what my life has to be right now. Like, there's yeah. no other option. Yeah. So I, I'm just glad I bucked up and 
did it. I did it. Well, I think a lot of people, like, when it comes to making changes in your life, especially, like, when it comes to, like, the standards, like, get married, have kids, Mm -hmm. like, go to college, get a good job, like, move your way up in the ranks. It's because people want us to be safe and they want us to be secure. Mm -hmm. So when they kind of doubt us, it's their way of, like, showing that they care. But it's also just not that effective you know it's not what we need because it's like we already have those doubts in our mind you know yeah and it's frustrating when it's like I had built my life over the years in every way I wanted to so why can't I be trusted that this is the right decision when I've made all the right decisions it's true for like the last 26 years you know what I mean like why can't you just trust me Mm -hmm. that I'm doing what I need to be doing Mm -hmm. So that's kind of kind of a weird way to think about it. But. I know. It's true, though. It's so true because it's like they'll support you when you do the things that they think you should do, but then yeah. they don't support you when you go like a different direction. Yeah, like they support you when you're doing good, but mm-hmm. when you have a downfall, it's like, whoa. Yeah. Hold so, up a second. Yeah. Let's think about like, this. Like, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Nobody asked if you wanted to like go into like debt to go to school or whatever. Exactly, right? Yeah. So... But I know your story is similar, but also a lot mm-hmm. different in a lot of ways. So share yeah. like about where you were with your um, old career yeah, now and kind of what that was like for you emotionally and physically and mentally and then kind of like what you or like the decision process that you had to go through. Yeah. So I mean, my story is a little bit different because of the fact that I had the privilege of not getting sick and not having to leave a job in not having even gone to school for the career that I was doing. But I ended up working at a financial institution. And I love how you say that. First off, that's how you know she worked at a financial institution. <laughs> it's the fact that she says financial institution. I know, I don't. Well, it's because it was like a credit union. It wasn't a bank. So like. I still I call know. it a bank. So Yeah. So I ended up Um, getting a job as a consultant at a bank. And I landed here after I had left like my first job. I managed a tanning salon for like six years. I absolutely loved what I did, but I got to this point where there was no more room for growth. I also just didn't feel appreciated in the work that I was doing and the way that I was showing up. Um, I don't know if I just said this, but there was literally no more room for growth. I was Mm -hmm. kind of like at at my peak of where I could get with that job. And I really wanted out. Um, So I ended up finding a job at a bank, thinking that this is something that that would be perfect for me. And I kind of jumped ship from that one job to this other job because I had benefits. It was kind of like a big girl career. I was getting paid more. I thought that there would be more opportunity. And so I start working at the bank and Honestly, within like six months, I started to hate it. Mm -hmm. And it was fairly quick. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because the beginning I was learning and I was like, okay, this is just going to take a little bit of time for me to figure out a little time for me to get comfortable with. But I really wanted to be like really good at what I was doing. And the job was so fast paced. It was like so many different fucking things. Like I'm not just a teller like I literally was like a consultant so it's like at the busiest branch of this bank (laughs) and it's like here call a member they'll come back to your desk 
whatever the fuck they need you to do, you have to figure out how to do it. You have to stay compliant with regulations. You have to focus on the member experience. You have to sell. And it's like, you can't fuck up. And that's a lot of pressure. so fucking stressful. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny because I just think about like all of the different things that I had to do. And every time I had to like grab a member and like bring somebody back to my desk, which I had to do all day because that place was so effing busy. And I never had time to really like check what I was doing. And like, it was just like, go, go, go. But every time I had to grab a member, I felt so anxious because I had no clue what I was getting myself into. Mm -hmm. And I hated that. And I'm also like Jessica mentioned, a yes person. I would say I'm a people pleaser Mm -hmm. and customer service. I feel like is where I really strive because I do want to take care of people. But it ended up being really hard because of all of the rules and the regulations and the responsibilities. I just, I felt like I couldn't really shine in that position. And I just felt so overwhelmed. And, you know, I was working from like 9 a.m. to like 6 p.m. Like, just I didn't really have time for myself, didn't have time to like take care of myself. And I'd come home and I'd be like, I want to quit or I'd leave on my lunch break and be like, can I just not go back? Oh my God. I remember those feelings. Dude, not fun. Not fun at all. Um, and so I was working this job. Honestly, I had no intention to leave, but when I was working there, I, like I mentioned, was having a really hard time kind of taking care of myself and it was really hard for me to get to the gym. My eating habits were like way, way out of whack. I was Mm -hmm. drinking like two energy drinks a day, like not eating, skipping meals, eating out for lunch, like all of that. And I ended up gaining a little bit of weight, which is fine. Um, but I got to a point where I was like, I, I really want to lose this extra weight that I've gained. So I decided to join like this online workout group because it was a little bit more convenient than like going to the gym with my trainer Mm -hmm. or like trying to go work out in the morning. And I started to get like really consistent and really good results with the workout program that I was doing. And it was really just like focused on overall growth, not even just like results with health and fitness. And one day in this group, we were like told to do this little mini assignment. And it was to kind of figure out like what we saw for our future and what we kind of saw for ourselves. And (laughs) so I did the assignment and I just realized that what I was doing was not it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. So I start looking for other jobs. My sister had just gotten laid off for, from her job. So she like wasn't working. And I'm like, so freaking jealous that she's like staying home. Yeah. Searching for other jobs on my lunch break. And I just had like no clue what I wanted to do, but I always was like, I want to run my own business. Like, I think that that would be really cool. Like I want to be able to help people. I want to have some like time freedom. Like I don't want to be glued to my desk or glued to the clock. And I want to be able to like be myself, you know? Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel like I was able to do that at the bank. Like even wearing like slacks and a blouse, I'm like, this is so not me. (laughs) Like, like, yeah, I would do it fashionably, but I was like, I just like, I don't love this. She wouldn't Um, even put on booties to take pictures with me the other day. Sneakers, please. (laughs) Sneakers. Um, But so I just kind of like started really evaluating like where I was and what I wanted. And at that point, I just sat down and had a conversation with Dustin 
because he knew how unhappy I was at that job. And we kind of like looked at our finances and we were like, okay, like we can make this work without this income until you figure out what it is that you want to do. So I woke up one morning, like did my workout in the morning, came home and wrote out my resignation letter for the bank. And no joke, it took me like three fucking days to actually submit my resignation yeah for I was sure like, so nervous I mean I feel like it took me three months to finally like say something so <gasps> you were a lot yeah. quicker than I was well I just remember like being at work and being like okay I'm gonna quit like I'm going to quit and then like my managers were all busy and so I just felt nervous like all day every day for like three days but I knew that it's what I wanted to do and like Dustin was okay with it so it was like we had like a meeting after hours and I was like, fucking Haley, you just need to go do this. So I like walk up to my manager and I'm like shaking and I'm like, hey, like, do you have a second to talk? And he's like, yeah, like, what's up? And I was like, I just wanted to let you know, like, I'm putting in my two weeks notice. And he's like, what? Like, why? And of course, I have to like go into the fact that well, I can't be like, I absolutely fucking hate this job, you know, <laughs> but um, I just kind of told him like I knew that this like isn't what I wanted to do and I wanted to pursue something that I was more passionate about. And he asked me to like stay. He like tried to of convince course. me to stay. And I was it was hard because I was like, I'm such a yes person, such a people pleaser that I'm like, okay, maybe he can talk me into this. And then it was like, no, like I know that this isn't what I want to do. I know it's not making me happy. I know it's not allowing me to be fulfilled. So I, I stood my ground and just like decided that, that I was going to leave. So I left and I still honestly had no clue what I wanted to do. I was kind of like, I don't know, maybe I can like make an Etsy shop. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but as I mentioned, I was getting like really good results with my workouts and nutrition plan. And I was like, you know what? I could actually just help people with this. Like this is something that has completely transformed my life. It saved me money. It's helped me get results. And I, I just saw that I could like help other people and make an impact for people by sharing that. And that's when I just decided to start coaching and like running my online boot camps and sharing about what I was doing. And honestly, it's added like so much fulfillment to my life. Like the people that I've connected with, the way that I've come out of my shell, it just, it's so much more me Mm -hmm. than when I was working at the bank. And yeah, I mean, that's kind of what brought me here. And eventually that led me to giving up alcohol, starting to share about that, starting the podcast. Mm -hmm. So like one really scary decision like that just completely changed the trajectory of my life. Yeah. And if you think about Mm -hmm. like when you were working at the bank, like, yeah, I would say it's a good career working in a bank if you can stick to it. But it's like, what other opportunities does that bring you? Nothing. Mm -hmm. Whereas like what you're doing now has brought you so many different opportunities. Like you were able to start the podcast with Mm -hmm. me, you know, you were able to do like the events that you've been part of to like Mm -hmm. speak about being alcohol free and like so many different things that you've been able to do. Whereas like you wouldn't have gotten any of those cool things working at the bank. Yeah. And I just (laughs) feel like it's like you work like and spend all of your time like making money for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I always was just kind of like, 
I could do this for myself. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I was selling, I was taking care of customers. I was on the computer. Like, it's like, why can't I just do that for myself? But I think so many people just lack the confidence in themselves. And then they're also like, I don't have a plan. I don't know what I'm going to do. And really, I didn't in the beginning either. But I just, I knew for like my sanity, my happiness, my marriage, like it was probably the best choice for me. So for sure. I remember too, when I was leaving there, um, I don't know. Cause like I could have, I'm sure I could have gotten really good at that job. Um, I know you would have, Yeah, I I feel like you do good at anything you put your heart into, but at the same time, your heart wasn't in it. For sure. My heart was just so not there. Um, but when I was leaving, I remember there was, um, one of the, leads that I worked with that I really looked up to. She had been there for multiple years, was so good at her job. She like sat down at my desk, got me a card, got me this like really cute, like follow your heart bracelet. And she was like, I envy you because she was like, if I could just like not have to do this and like work by myself, like for myself, like something super simple, I feel like I'd be much happier. And so there's this person that is like dedicated their 20 something years to this job. But at this point, it's too late for her to leave because of how much time she's invested, like the investment into your retirement. And she just didn't have the ability to leave or the confidence to leave. And that was really interesting for me because it was Honestly, if I had stayed for 20 years, I could see myself being that person and like being like her. So I really looked up to her. So it was wild that that's what she told me when I was like, when she found out I had put in my notice. So I'm glad that she told you that though, because that Mm -hmm. was like another like sign that you were doing the right thing. You know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. at the same time, I feel bad that she feels like she's stuck. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I I mean, I understand she's been there for a long time. I don't know. Was she older than us? Yeah. 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 I mean, still younger, like probably in her forties, but yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I'd like to say that I would hope that you could walk away from a job at any age. I don't Mm -hmm. know because I obviously have only been the ages that I've been. Yeah. But I would hope that you could, you know, so it, it, it's a bummer that she feels like she is so stuck Mm -hmm. in that. And she clearly knows that she's not as happy as she could be. Well, and just like, you know, you're really good at something. So Mm -hmm. she's like, well, I'm already really good at this. I've already invested so much time. Like, I don't know what else I do. So why would I leave? But I like how you said that, like, when you were there, like you were working on the computer, you were helping people, but you weren't doing something that you were actually passionate about. Mm-hmm. Like you, what you're doing now is actually not that different if you no. think about it. No, it's not at all. Like you're helping people in mm-hmm. the same way you mm-hmm. were. It's just most of it's online mm-hmm. instead of in person, like it probably was at the bank, but yeah. like you're just helping people with something that you're actually passionate about mm-hmm. rather than their banking needs Mm -hmm. well and also being able to connect with the people that I actually want to connect with yeah because it's like like I I find the people that I want to work with and so you get to choose your target audience yeah whereas it was kind of chosen for you yeah it was like pick and choose and then do whatever the frick you need like (laughs) oh so it it literally stresses me out to think about it like I would wake up in the middle of the night like having nightmares like that I needed to like pull a member or I'd Mm. be like, fuck, I forgot to do this. Like I actually remember one time I, 
I did an auto loan and they had just recently like changed the requirements for when we fill out the paperwork or when like the member fills out the paperwork. And I sent this guy with a check to fill out all the paperwork on his own. And I was like, oh, fuck, I was not supposed to do that. And I literally realized it one night and I was like, cool, I'm going to have to fix this whole thing. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then I um, quit before I had to fix it. So. Nice. <laughs> and that is how it's done. Uh, <laughs> no, but just like shit like that, because it, I don't know, it's like a really big responsibility. It was just really overwhelming. So, I mean, I've definitely had work nightmares, Mm -hmm. like for sure. And those are the worst. And I also feel like it's funny because back then when I worked in the construction job, I felt like I wasn't able to leave work at work. Mm -hmm. And so like I would come home and because I was a project manager on these buildings that were being built, if anything went wrong during the evening or the night or before the crew got there in the morning, I was the one that the people called Mm -hmm. to let know. So if a plumbing pipe burst, I was one that had to deal with it at 10 p.m. at night. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like it was very stressful because I never knew when I was going to get those phone calls. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like I was always on the clock. Yeah. wasn't you know what I mean yeah and you could like never rest yeah and so in the middle like going to sleep at night I would be worried that I was gonna have to deal with something you know I was gonna fall asleep and I was gonna get woken up and yeah it was just very stressful all the time but at the same time like now what I'm doing like the clinic I get to leave most of that stuff at work which is fine but like the stuff I'm doing outside of that for myself as far as like working on getting a coaching business going Mm -hmm. and other things that I'm always working on that stuff yeah. but it doesn't feel like work to me mm-hmm. it's like you want to do it yeah. because it like is actually something you're passionate about and something yeah. that excites you and it's like I can work on that stuff all day every day as long as my energy allows it mm-hmm. <laughs> I take a lot of naps but <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny even for me to think about because over the course of the last shit almost three years since I left my job um I was never like a wake up early person. I was never somebody to wake up early. I would literally wake up the last minute. I wouldn't even shower in the morning. I would shower at night and get ready for work like so fucking fast. Now, when as soon as my alarm goes off, it goes off at like 5.30 a.m. In my head, I'm actually like excited about the things that I get to do. And I think about those things and that's what gets me out of bed early in the morning because I'm like, okay, I'm actually excited to start my day because I get to do X, Y, and Z. And it's just so interesting, like realizing that because I was never somebody to want to get out of bed Mm -hmm. early. I mean, when I was at the tanning salon, like I'd like to go into work like after hours to work on things and stuff like that. But yeah, it's just totally different. So the whole morning thing is so funny to me because like, you know me, I used to be able to sleep until like 2 p.m. in the afternoon, mm-hmm. like years ago. Um, and like now I can wake up super early now, too. Mm-hmm. And it's probably because I also go to bed by like 9 p.m. now, whereas I used to go to bed at like 1 a.m. Totally. <laughs> but now I like wake up in the morning. I, I don't think I sleep past seven o'clock ever. Mm -hmm. Like seven o'clock is my late wake up time. Yeah. I woke up late this morning and I woke up at 630. Yeah. It's so funny. And Mm -hmm. like when I worked in construction, I had to be at work by eight 
and that seemed so early. fucking early. Yeah. And now it's like I've done my whole morning routine by eight. Mm-hmm. I just wish I had that back then. Yeah. Would have been able to get so much more shit done for myself. I just think, <laughs> I think it's like the way that our priorities have shifted because essentially in a way we have taken on more responsibility by leaving those jobs because now we're the ones in charge like mm-hmm. of how much we get paid, you know? So it's just, it's interesting like to realize what fuels us now versus before we were just doing what we had to do. Yeah. So, gosh, it's been a wild, wild ride. I know. It's been crazy. I do remember it's funny, though, because I remember the first time I told you that I wanted to leave my job and I was thinking about becoming a coach. Mm -hmm. And we had literally just left like LA Fitness in the morning. And I was like, I think I'm going to quit my job (laughs) and become a Beachbody coach. I remember this too. Yeah. And you were like, go for it. Mm -hmm. And I just, I think it's cool that I did have people in my life like you and Dustin who were so supportive of my decision just because I could imagine it would be hard if you didn't have like the support. Well, that comes down to like, you've always made good decisions in your life. Like I've never had to question your decisions. I yeah. feel like, you know what I mean? Like, except, like, drunk, okay, decisions. except <laughs> drunk decisions. Like, come on. Like, yeah. Know, yeah. Are, I mean like the coherent decisions yes. that you've made in yeah. your life. Like you've always done what's best for you. Like you've mm-hmm. always done, I don't know what you think is right. And yeah. so like, I wasn't going to question that decision. Mm-hmm. I like clearly, I knew you were unhappy because of the things you had told me too. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah, if you want to walk, walk. Like, of course I'm going to have your back. I'm not going to tell you to stay at a job that's making you miserable. Why Mm -hmm. would I do that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I do think it's important too. Cause like, obviously like the people that you surround yourself Mm -hmm. with matters. And like also the things that you tell them matters. Because if I, If you hadn't known like how I was struggling or I hadn't known how you were struggling, Mm -hmm. I could imagine I would have been like, what the fuck are you thinking? (laughs) Right. If I would have told you nothing. Yeah. And I just left my career to sleep for three months. Yeah. uh." I'm like, wait a second. Like, (laughs) didn't you just go to school? Like, isn't this your dream job? Like, what the fuck's happening? Yeah. But no, luckily you knew everything. (laughs) I also think it's interesting to think about those gym days that we used to have at LA Fitness because we both were working in those old careers Mm -hmm. when we were going to the gym at 6 a.m. with each other. That was so rare for us, but you were the only person I would wake up and work out with. Yeah, and like I remember... I like We both were wanting to lose a little bit of weight at Mm -hmm. this time, but we weren't able to lose it. No. And it was obviously because of all of the other factors in our life that were like just causing all of this stress Mm -hmm. and like um inflammation in our bodies yeah that we weren't realizing and we were just getting frustrated that like we weren't seeing the results that we wanted Mm -hmm. to see but it's like once we started to actually make those hard decisions Mm -hmm. about the other aspects of our lives then all of a sudden like our bodies became healthier Mm -hmm. and like became kind of what we wanted them to be. And like our mindsets. Like I just think about the way that those go hand in hand because like even if I hadn't like lost any weight or like gotten any results with health and fitness, I'd still be so fucking happy with how far (laughs) my mind has come. Like it's insane. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I'm uh, very happy with where I'm at now. I will say that. Yeah. And I'm excited to kind of see what comes for you too. Yeah. And us. 
Yeah. As a unit. Yeah. Because we got a podcast <laughs> together. <laughs> you know, I always think it's interesting, too, because, you know, I shared about, like, in the Sober Curious episode when I decided to stop drinking. Mm-hmm. And I still, to this day, think about this. Because if I was working my normal job, like if I had not left the bank, I would not have been able to go to Texas with you. Mm -hmm. And if I had not gone to Texas, I don't know if I would have stopped drinking. So even thinking about how that one decision ended up impacting me in a completely different way, it's kind of wild to think about. And same thing with you, like you wouldn't be available probably for Generation Lime calls or... Mm -hmm anything like that had you stayed in your job oh yeah I wouldn't be doing any of that stuff I definitely wouldn't have a podcast with you I'll tell you that because I wouldn't have had any energy or time to do that Mm -hmm. so it's awesome and that's a whole nother part of like how many opportunities Mm -hmm. it's brought me like instead of doing the same mundane thing every single day I have all of these different things that I get to do and they all fulfill me in different ways yeah so, okay. So let's end this with like one piece of advice. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, okay. So that we have, let's imagine we've got like a listener who is battling chronic illness. They're still going to work, but like they're kind of realizing that like they can't really work and heal at the same time. What advice would you give that person? Well, this is hard because I don't want to tell everybody that they should quit their job and be broke like I was yeah. because obviously some people can't put themselves in that position mm-hmm. because they have kids or they don't have other family to like fall back on and rely on totally. like I did. So, but at the same time, I feel like if you are somebody that's struggling with chronic illness and you are in a job that's making you unhappy, I think the first thing that you should do is definitely try pursuing like little side passions Mm -hmm. of yours and start doing those little things that could make you happy Mm -hmm. and just kind of build on that and like see where it can take you because like ultimately that's kind of what I did Mm -hmm. you know what I mean I was starting to do um or I was starting to reach out to other people with Lyme and like connect with other people and like Mm -hmm. build resources and stuff for people like I was already doing that yeah through Instagram while I was still working construction And like that was fulfilling me. And so that made it easier to like kind of know where I wanted to take things once Mm -hmm. I left that job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like looking for those little things that like you can do and that do fuel your passion and that don't necessarily feel like work. And then just doing more of those. The little things that light you up Mm -hmm. is what I like to say. Mm -hmm. So that's probably my advice. Obviously, everybody's experience in like situation is completely different from yeah, the next. But for sure. at the same time, if anybody is going through that, like I'm more than happy to talk to them about it mm-hmm. if they reach out to me because like obviously I have been through it and I will give any advice that I can. Yeah. You know, and it is dependent on everybody's situation, though. So it's no. hard, hard to say without knowing what their situation is. For sure. I mean, I totally agree with that because like I feel like people like it's like I quit my job and then started this business. Mm-hmm. Whereas like realistically, that's probably not going to be sustainable for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned, I had talked to Dustin before I made the choice to leave my job. But I think like the really key thing for me was starting to explore like what I actually wanted because it can give you the clarity on where you want to go, especially if you're somebody who's like, 
I feel stuck in this job, but I have no clue where I'm headed or what I want to do. So I'm going to stay. So I think like just exploring those things and like what, what actually excites you and what you actually want can get you started in the right direction. And I like how you said too, though, that you did that um, activity in your group where you had to write down what you thought your future would look Mm -hmm. like. I think that is a good thing that people could do. Totally. Start just brainstorming like what you want your future to actually look like. Because honestly, once you start writing things down like that, and once you start thinking them daily, like things will start shifting Mm -hmm. in your world just from like you having that in your mind. Mm -hmm. So I love it. Do that. Manifest that shit. Woo. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. We will catch you on the next episode of the Social Soul Podcast. See ya. 